We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Welcome to another Three Maw Pod. I'm Cole Manbeck, joined as always by Derry Young on Three, K-State Online. Uh, we're here to interrupt some positive football coverage to bring you guys some hoops coverage, some basketball news for the Kansas State men's basketball program as the Wildcats have secured another significant commitment for the 2023 recruiting class and Michaela Rich out of East St. Louis. It's a, a huge commitment for Kansas State, maybe a guy that you know has gone a little bit under the radar on the recruiting trail in the circuit. When you look at his choices, he chose Kansas State over Ole Miss, Missouri, and University of Illinois, Chicago. But this is a guy that was blowing up late in the recruiting trail, and we'll get into the details of of his recruitment and what Kansas State staff thinks of him. We'll get Derek's thoughts on that. Um, before we dive into it, want to thank, as always, our supporters, our friends at Holiday Distillery, 360 Vodka, Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon. If you haven't tried it, you're going to love it. Uh, try all the different flavors of 360 Vodka. We appreciate the support of them. They supported us this weekend at Tanner's when we did the live show in Aggieville in Manhattan. Um, had $3.50 specials on drinks, on vodka. Uh, we appreciate their support. They're great K-Staters. And we also want to remind you that on that day, we had a live pregame show um, that we did before the Oklahoma game with Marquise Noel and Naquan Tomlin of the men's basketball team. They came on the show for around 20 minutes as our guests. They were phenomenal, uh, tremendous content. And we had some requests from our listeners who weren't able to see the pregame show live that wanted to be able to hear what those two had to say. So at the end of this, when we get done talking about Michaela Bridge and the state of K-State basketball and recruiting, we're going to throw it to that audio. We're going to have that up on our Apple, Spotify, Google podcast platform, as well as our YouTube channel on KCSNU, on the KCSNU platform on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify. We're going to toss it to that audio so you guys can hear that interview and also hear John Kurtz and I uh, talk about what we heard from those two as well for a few minutes. So hope you enjoy that. Um, stay tuned till the end so you can hear that interview. But let's get back to, to Rich, D.Y., and the significance of this commitment. This is a guy that Kansas State's coaching staff really circled probably months ago and has prioritized, and it feels like they continue to hit on everybody they target in the 2023 recruiting class. What's, 
what's the significance of this addition and what does he bring to the table? And yeah, not a lot of misses for Jerome Tang in Kansas State in this uh, first full recruiting cycle, which is pretty impressive. They're getting just about everyone that they latch on to outside of a you know a few here and there, of course. But Mikhail Brinch, that, that recruitment was really like a sprint, especially the trajectory of it, how he ascended as a uh, high major prospect. Like they defeated Missouri and Ole Miss for his services, but there were more power five or power five high major schools involved on him than that, even though Illinois Chicago kind of hung around to the end um, because of his relationship with the with the coaches at that particular institution. But, uh, you know, in terms of his skill set, um, that's still in the process of being refined. I think he's a little bit raw, um, at least from an offensive standpoint. He, he has really good shooting percentages, which kind of makes the – in the whole situation around him interesting because you hear a lot that he needs to refine his shot and maybe he does uh it might be a little flat or maybe not you know the, the exact way you want it to look but he's still finding a way to put the ball in the bucket um and, and that's what it really comes down to he's really good at finishing at the rim and he can probably guard about four different positions on the defensive end saying it's the point guard position so I, I think you're getting someone that's going to be able to produce and, and contribute for the Wildcats right away, at least on the defensive end, which, you know, that that's obviously what they want to hang their hat on in Manhattan. I mean, Jerome Tang and Rodney Perry both said that. They haven't been bashful about it. But really, he he will probably be a work in process, work in progress a little bit on the offensive end, but really be able to help them out quickly defensively from a recruiting standpoint. It was impressive the way, I mean, Missouri was his dream offer. He, he could have went there if he wanted to. Dennis Gates and company wanted him. They pursued him with a lot of aggression. Um, that's the school he, he grew up liking, where he wanted to go. And Jerome Tang Kansas State showered him with love and um, made him, you know, totally reconsider his options and, and not pick his dream school, which is saying something. And plus there was a really late push from Ole Miss. They really tried hard. They dropped by at his high school the day that he committed to Kansas State to try to talk him out of it. And I think we saw D.Y. some shade maybe from Jareem Dowling on uh, on Twitter yesterday, throwing at Ole Miss. Is that right? A little bit. A little bit. Um, it certainly can be taken that way. I mean, the 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 gif, gif whatever, however way you want to say it, um, that he put out there was it was him, his face on an Ole Miss <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Dream Dowling is the best man. The, the, he is so good on social media, Twitter, Instagram. If you don't already follow him, follow him on Insta. You'll you'll enjoy it. He he's the one that got me hooked on IG. I wasn't ever on Instagram until Dream Dowling came in. So shout out Dream. We appreciate you. We appreciate the men's basketball staff. Everyone associated with that program. Let's let's set the stage for you guys a little bit more. Uh, you know, Dy just kind of did the breakdown of his game. Rich is six foot six, two hundred twenty five pound forward uh, that averaged nineteen points and nearly eleven rebounds per game at East St. Louis Senior at East St. Louis Senior High uh, just this last season. You know, the recruiting rankings, the metrics are kind of all over the place with him, and I, I think this is a guy that's probably going to be in the consensus top 150 by the end of his senior year and on most of the sites. So currently 24-7 has him ranked as the number 129 player in the country and the number three player in the state of Illinois. Rivals has him as a three-star. On three currently lists him and theirs as the 34th best small forward, I believe, in the country and number seven player mm-hmm. in Illinois. But but Jamie mm-hmm. Shaw, yeah. yeah, you go ahead, D.Y., Jim Shaw is already for on three. The national recruiting analysis has already said that 
uh, Rich will be in the top 150 in the next reboot. Yeah. Yeah. That, so Jamie Shaw, national recruiting analyst for on three absolutely loves Rich's game. And, and we're actually trying to make something work where we can have Jamie Shaw come on as a guest at some point uh, with us to talk about this recruiting class that Kansas state has assembled. So more to come on that. Hope to have something lined up for you guys. Um, and also to talk about Rich's game because he's, he's a big fan of it. Explosive athletic freak that DY mentioned, you know, probably needs to refine some of his offensive game, his jump shot ability, but kind of that guy that can guard every position, right? You talk about positionless basketball. He's a versatile defender that could probably guard a, a actual guard, a point guard, even if needed on the switches, the ability to switch on offensive players, go down in the post as well and switch onto guys and just the ability to get out and run and transition how athletic he is and how explosive he is. It's, it's a big time addition. And I think DY, you, the, no matter what the recruiting rankings say, Kansas state staff, views him as what a top 100 player even better yeah yeah i would say they have him in the top one i mean he's a freak athlete i mean he, so you can call him a top 100 player but his upside's probably even more than that just if he refines his skills especially on the offensive end to pair with that athleticism or run and jump athlete he's a leaper he's a high flyer that's he's going to play above the rim yeah you know and so this now gives Kansas State, three commits in the 2023 recruiting class. I believe they have five scholarship openings, so that occupies three of the five um, openings that they have currently. He joins Day-Day Ames, uh, one of the better guards in the country, along with R.J. Jones, another top 100 guard in the country in this recruiting class. You'll recall, guys, that Kansas State's class just probably a month ago or two months ago when R.J. Jones committed, they were in the top 10 of the recruiting rankings in the country. With the Michaela Rich edition, because the recruiting metrics are so kind of out of whack with him, they'll become more consistent and aligned um, as some of these sites get up to speed on him. ESPN right now doesn't have him as high as neither does Rivals. On three, we know is going to give him a significant bump um, to go along with what 24-7 has him in the top 150. But because of that, you look at 24-7's recruiting rankings for this 23 class are currently 19th in the country. That's going to jump up when Michaela Rich is more consistently upgraded throughout the consensus. Right now he's being dragged down because of some of the other sites. On three has Kansas State's class, I think, at 26th in the country with Michaela Rich. But again, they're going to bump him up significantly. And I, I would guess that moves K-State in the top 20 of the country, no matter how you cut it. It's a tremendous start for Jerome Tang and staff with the class that they have assembled. Uh, D.Y., what, what do you make of the class so far, and, and who do you think maybe they they target next as a, a fourth player? Well, it's as good of a first class as you could have dreamed or imagined, I think. Um, they're getting their guys that they want, the guys that they really latch on to and really get into a heated recruiting battle, they win them. So, um you got to trust with what they what they want and, uh, and enjoy how successful they are in those recruiting battles. They they lock on to someone they typically get them, and that's as good as a compliment as you can give to any coaching staff. I think uh, they're uh, poking around a little bit and are, are taking a hard look at Cameron Carr, and he's going to be at an official visit this weekend. He's also considering Northwestern, obviously former Kansas State assistant Chris Lowry is at Northwestern and recruiting Cameron Carr, so going – um, locking heads there a little bit. We'll see what comes up uh, Cameron Carr's visit. He's a guard, obviously, used to be in Manhattan, Kansas, because his father, Chris Carr, was on the women's basketball staff at one point. So they're looking at him. I think they'd like an, another big, I think a big in this class, because you're, you're, you're replacing Abayami Ijeola, um, because 
he's only has this year, I believe, and he's a super senior. So you're going to have to replace him. So they'll probably do it with a transfer, um, a junior college guy like Okachuku Okiki is someone that they've uh, they've been chasing. But uh, Carr's not the only guy visiting this weekend either. So he, he's 2023 guard. Um, that's at Link Academy now, actually, ironically, where Rodney Perry used to coach. And then they'll have a 2024 big Patrick Gongba visiting this weekend. I believe he's a top 100 recruit off the top of my head, if I'm correct. He's also yep. the cousin of the number 15 player in the country in Isaiah Abraham. It's becoming routine nature for Kansas State just to be bringing in top 100 dudes. Just feels like every other weekend they got top 100 recruits coming in on visits. And I feel like D.Y., Correct me if I'm wrong. Are they three for three now in the 23 class on official visitors committing? I can't think of anybody. I, I'm just thinking of the guys that have visited. I hate to put you on the spot, but I, RJ Jones, Dayday Ames, Michaela Rich. I'm struggling to think of a 2023 visitor that took an official visit to Manhattan that didn't commit to the Wildcats. I think you're right. I mean, I think there there was a few that they wanted to come and didn't. Well, and yeah. come. Like Caden Cooper, that would be one of my favorites if they could yeah. ever convince him to make that trip. But, yeah, of the ones that did, I think they're three for three. Well, irregardless, that just shows they're batting a very high percentage on the yeah. guys that can get to campus. If they can get guys to Manhattan, they tend to lock them down, which mm -hmm. shows how good this staff is at their ability to relate to these kids and um, get them to fall in love with K-State and obviously get them to fall in love with Manhattan. So continuing to knock it out of the park, uh, we'll be interested to see you know, how many more high school guys they go after in this 23 class. Do they want to leave a spot open in the transfer portal as well? Um, you know, I'm not saying that anyone's going to transfer from Kansas state. Hopefully everything works well. They're all together. It's a cohesive unit for the next couple of years, but if someone does transfer, you could have a potential opening for that six scholarship as well down the road. So we'll see more to come. DY, before we we jump to the interview with uh, Naquan Tomlin and Marquise Noel, men's basketball practice started on, on Monday of this week on September 26th. Um, John and I talked at length in the episode, just about the culture that Jerome Tang has built and, you know, how tight everybody is. When, when we did this interview over half the men's basketball team showed up to Tanner's were taking pictures of their guys coming on with us. They were really supportive. It really shows how close they are. Uh, what do you make now? I mean, we, I know we talked about this being an NCAA tournament team, you still feeling that way? Anything you've heard, any rumblings from workouts from Flando or you at on three um, regarding how things are going? I know they're only a couple practices in, but yeah, even workouts three, for that matter. Yeah. Three, I think we're, we're um, recording this on Wednesday. So they probably had their third practice today. You know, I haven't really heard a ton to be quite honest. And uh, I think they're probably, working on installs a little bit more than anything. Yeah. And they just got through conditioning, what they called shark week. Um, I know you guys talked about that with Marquis Noel and Aquan Tomlin. So people will get an idea of what that shark week concept was and what it was about. Um, they just finished up with that. Still waiting for Desi Sills to get to Kansas state. I believe um, there should be some kind of conclusion on that. I would imagine first week of October. Yeah, the Arkansas State transfer, formerly at Arkansas before that, hopefully they can get him on campus because they are maybe a little thinner at the guard position. Um, they have Tyke Green, Cam Carter, Marquise Noel, Dorian Finister, um, who we had heard they initially wanted a redshirt. I will tell you that Marquise Noel and Naquan Tomlin raved about Dorian Finister, just like we've heard the staff rave about Taj Manning, uh, another freshman that they had originally planned to redshirt. So 
I think one of, uh, I think it was Dorian Finister's mom or dad that tweeted me that Dorian has grown another inch since he got to Manhattan. He's now six foot six. Uh, so another big guard, uh, long guard that Kansas State has. Uh, and Naquan Tomlin, yeah, he told us that he's grown another inch as well. And D.Y., before we jump to that, what what are your thoughts on Naquan Tomlin? I, I, I just I, I think the ceiling for him is NBA talent. I'm curious what what your thoughts are. Yeah, NBA talent, I think, but that kind of length and the, the upside because he's still learning the game of basketball so he can really enhance his skill set. You put those two things together and a lot of good things can happen. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say that kind of stood out, we asked about Keontae Johnson, just about how he's doing uh, since he arrived in Manhattan, what the players have seen from him. And Marquise Noel attested that he hasn't, you know, he didn't realize he was as good as he is. Um, Naquan Tomlin was really impressed with his conditioning. Uh, so just a couple highlights there. It sounds like Keontae Johnson, the, the big time get the transfer from Florida, former SEC preseason player of the year, SEC first teamer, is really fitting in um, and will be a significant addition for this team to take them to that next level. So you've heard us talk about it. Let's go ahead and send it to the uh, the interview. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it there. Otherwise, you can hear it on our Apple, Spotify, Google podcast platforms. Uh, here's Naquan Tomlin and Marquise Noel with us on Saturday on the pregame show before Oklahoma. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. We've got some special guests with us here. Very excited for this. You guys know if you've been following along on the pod, if you've been following along on Twitter, a lot of excitement for K State Hoops right now, man. Uh, Jerome Tang and company have really rejuvenated the fan base, reignited a lot of excitement for K State basketball. And we are joined by 
Marquise Noel and Naquan Tomlin. We appreciate you guys hopping you. on with us here today. Appreciate you how, how is life? We'll start with you, Marquise. You were you were around last year, and now you're around for the new era this year. How, how's life with the new coaching staff these days? Life is going good, man. Uh, can't complain. Don't have any complaints. Uh, just been putting my my best foot forward and, you know, just staying in the gym. That's what I like to hear. All right, Naquan, your first impressions of, of Manhattan. Oh, I love Manhattan. I love Manhattan. I love the fans. I love the atmosphere. It's been crazy. It's going to be a really good year this year. I mean, you're from New York, pretty similar to Manhattan, New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I see the, the hoodie that you guys have, and I've been watching on Twitter. You guys rock those. Shark Week, is that what you guys yeah, have we, called this? Yeah, yeah, we just finished Shark Week. Okay, so explain explain the concept of Shark Week to me, if you don't mind. You want to explain or I right. explain? Uh, Shark Week was basically our conditioning week. So we, it started uh, last week, Sunday, and then it ended uh, Thursday. And it was... Pretty tough. It's okay. it pretty tough. Uh, we woke up every day at six in the morning. That's when we had to be on the floor at six a.m. So we had to wake up around five fifteen, five o'clock, and they put us through, you know, some type type of tough drills, type of uh, tough conditioning drills, and you know, we made it through though. It was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. So practice gonna seem like nothing now when you guys start on Monday. I understand you start on the 26th here this coming Monday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We should be able to be flying around, playing some really good defense, talking, you know, having fun out there. I mean, that brings up a point: the strength and conditioning. I mean, Marquise, for you specifically, you were a part of the program last year under Bruce Weber and the the strength and conditioning program, and Phil Byer now taking over as the the strength and conditioning coach. How what's what changes have you seen in that program and? you guys getting into shape and changes in the strength program uh you know first and foremost got to thank my guy phil uh, he's been doing an incredible job with with the whole uh team um getting us you know more leaner putting on more weight for some of the new guys and just you know the conditioning uh process that he has for us and and laid out for us is just really good uh really intense um and, and you have to focus um and, and be together in order to get through that Naquan, you've added how much weight now since you got here? Uh, when I first got here, I was at uh, 197. And then before I left in August for break, I was 212. And you told me before we went on the air that you've grown since you've gotten here. Is that true? <laughs> I think so. I think so. How tall are you now? I should, I'm like 6'10 right now. 6'10, man. Going to play gonna play out on the perimeter too, right? Yes, I mean, sir. that's uh, that's that's legitimate length. I, who do you compare yourself to? Or like who, who would you want to compare yourself to or hope that your ceiling – reaches that potential uh i would want it to reach uh kevin durant for sure kevin durant uh brandon ingram guys like that uh very tall wings that can play on the perimeter and guard and stuff like that shoot the ball handle it guys of that caliber for k-state fans i don't know your story naquan you didn't play high school basketball that's correct yes sir can you tell us about your story and how you got into basketball and then went to the juco level picked it up and went from there just Talk to us about your background and how this became a thing for you. Uh, really, going growing up back in uh, New York, like school really wasn't like the main focus for me around that time when I was in high school. So I didn't really get to play at the high school level because of like my grades was bad and stuff like that. And so uh, just like families and people that like got me connected with other people that helped me go to prep school. I went to a prep school in uh, Texas about two months and then that's when i transferred to uh juco my first year in uh rochester new york i played there for a year did good and then i transferred to a division one juco in florida went there for about two years and then came yeah. there. 
they good there, Kale. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect Naquan to probably be a little humble with this. I'm going to ask you, Marquise, what's his potential? How good could he be? What What are some of the things you've seen that have really flashed? Man, he has some really good potential, some NBA potential. Um, as long as he keep working, as long as he keep doing the right things, he'll be really good, and you'll see his name in the NBA one day. You definitely see that with, I mean, even just looking at you in the frame, man. I mean, it, it, you can tell that this overall, Marquise, like the athleticism, size, skill has really increased on this team. Just tell me about what you see o- overall with these guys, right? Overall, I feel like we have a completely different team. Um, we're more versatile. Uh, we have a, a lot more older guys. And, you know, uh, the the chemistry of this team is, is, is like no other. Uh, we really gel with each other, as you can see, like, our teammates is here yeah. supporting supporting yeah. us. So it's going to be a really fun year. Um, I'm looking forward to that first game on November 1st um, because that's when you guys get to see what uh, we've been putting in place for us. What about, like, like style-wise? How, how do you feel like this team will play from a style standpoint? I mean, it's going to be similar to Baylor because, you know, Coach Jerome Tang, you know, had a bunch of good guards at Baylor for multiple years. So we'll be playing similar to Baylor. Um, yeah. You guys think you're gonna get out and run a lot, press? Uh, yeah, for sure. We definitely. we gotta get out and run. We're gonna we're gonna get stops and we're gonna be able to push the ball. Uh one through four. Whoever gets in Naquan, me, Keontae, whoever the case may be, could push the ball. So. Um, and rebounding was a bit of a struggle last year, but you guys are so big now. I, I look yeah. up and down the roster, I think you have nine, ten guys that are six five or taller. The length is really incredible on this team. What have you seen there? Is that something you think is going to be a strength now moving forward in the rebounding sector? For sure. we got a lot of guys who can jump high and, and are gritty. Um, that's what Coach Tang really, really likes and really harps on. Um, so we'll be able to get some rebounds. We'll be able to, you know, keep up with the with the Kansases and, uh, you know, Baylor's of the, of the Big 12. That's the best thing. What do you guys see as the ceiling for the team this year? Like when you talk – about your goals this year? Is it the tournament? Is it conference champions? What What are you guys saying right now? <laughs> Everything, really. Yeah. We, we want nothing short of a Big 12 championship. Yeah. Uh, Coach Tang didn't come here to, you know, just get by this year and then help, like, you know, rebuild. He wants to win this first year and continue yeah. to keep, keep that uh, moving. So Big 12 title, NCAA uh, appearance for sure. You, you told us, Marquise, you're excited for everybody to see the first game when we actually finally get to see you guys out on the court. From when you guys have been just hooping on your own, playing open gym, what, what's been the biggest, like, wow moment that you've had? Who's had the best the best play or the best moment so best far? Wow. Playing? You got it. It's really been a lot of guys. It's, it's, it's been a lot because um, you got guys like Naquan. Then you got guys like uh, – Taj Manning, who's a freshman who, you know, came in and just worked his way into, you know, uh, a playing position. Right. Then you got guys like Jarrell Colbert, who's improving day in and day out. Bay Bay. So you got it's, – it's really hard to choose one specific person because they are all getting better at a, at a rapid rate. So I let Naquan, you know, finish <laughs> and talk about some of his teammates too. Uh, don't even finish there. It's yes. a freshman right there. Uh, he's been improving really good, like. Most definitely. Cam Carter, uh, sophomore, just came in, transferred from uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, right? Mississippi yeah, Mississippi State. State. Mississippi State. So he's been really good. Uh, what else we have that's here? Keontae. Keontae Johnson. Keontae just started uh, back playing, like, last going week. up and down, okay. playing defense and stuff like that. So he's been looking pretty good. Uh, Anthony. Anthony Thomas, uh, another Juco transfer. He's been looking pretty good. So. 
Okay. We, yeah, here, I, I like this question because I was just about to ask this myself. Not even kidding, but uh, Brian beat me to it. Who's winning a dunk contest? If you guys have you guys have a dunk contest tomorrow, who's winning that thing? Man. I don't know. It's a lot of high flyers. It's a lot man. of high flyers. But if I had to go with any one person, I'm going with my guy, Nate. Nate got all the yeah. tricks in the bag. I do got some tricks, but – I'll probably have to go Dorian too. Dorian, Dorian, Dorian finished the Keontae. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, you watch you watch his highlight tape. All he does is get to the rim. So yeah. that that does not shock. Me. That does not shock. Me. What what are some things with Keontae? I mean, he, he got here just what four or five weeks ago. What are some things that really stood out? Obviously, a huge addition with uh, he was the SEC preseason player of the year. You guys right. know on his resume that he had at Florida. What have you seen from him so far in workouts? Uh, really, from what I've seen. Especially from him not being able to play for two years, uh, his condition has been like pretty good yeah. for somebody that hasn't played basketball for two years. Obviously, he has to sit out here and there at some times, but his condition has been like really good. Yeah. I, I, me personally, I didn't know he was that good until like I, I really got to sit in practice and watch him. And like you know, guys who sit out two years, you know, come back sluggish, don't have their legs underneath them. But he came back, and it looks like he's coming back really stronger. So that's big. Yeah, definitely like hearing that. Going back to your background, so if I have this right, Marquise, Naquan, you guys, and, and Ishmael Masood are yeah. all, like, from Harlem, New York. Harlem? Okay, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure Harlem. Did you have any familiarity with each other before you all got to K-State? Like, did you guys know about each other at all, or has it just been coming together here? Everybody, everybody in New York City knows knows, knows this guy, right? Okay. On, everybody okay. in New York City knows this guy, right? right? But, yeah, me and Ish knew each other from, you know, playing with each other in different tournaments growing up. Um, I didn't know of Naquan um, as much because he was in a different part of the city. Um, but, yeah, me and Ish grew up together. Okay. What is it about New York? You guys got four New Yorkers. Ty Keys, too, from Queens, <laughs> right? Keys, so, yeah. I mean – Curtis I always think Kelly. about I, I always think about toughness when I think about New York guards, and I think of that same thing about Chicago and Illinois, right? It, what is it about New Yorkers in the hoop scene that makes them special? It's different. <laughs> it's different from any part of the world because you know you got to, in order to play in New York, you got to be some type of gritty. You have to have some type of toughness, and you can't be soft out there. So, like, you know, we have a take no prisoners mindset, um, and it's just it's just really tough to to impress people in New York. So. Yeah, that's a fact. You, you guys have Curtis Kelly too, right? New York yeah, guy. Yeah, New Does he York. ever get out there and, and hoop with you guys in practice? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes he come out here and there. He got a okay. dunk actually. I'm not gonna lie, he and, dunked on Darrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got a dunk at Open Gym one day, and he, he brought flashes of the old Curtis yeah, Kelly. Crazy. I was gonna say, have you guys ever seen the old highlights of Kurt? Yeah. Man, he was he could play. He yeah. was one of my favorite players. John, that was back. So John and I makes us feel old now because that was when John and I covered the team. I mean, I was the beat writer covering the team. John, I was, was in school. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess he was school. in school. Yeah, he's younger than me, but yeah, Kurt. Kirk could really play. He was one of our favorites. So, man, yeah, he was a stud. Um, you know, we, we talk about Jerome Tang. We haven't even really hit on him much in the new staff. But, I mean, how, how fun is it now, right, guys? I mean, the, the culture seems like it's changed. What, what about the culture in Jerome Tang and this coaching staff stands out? It's different. Um, I got to give credit to, you know, Coach Jerome Tang and all the guys that came here uh, and, and decided to, you know, take a leap of faith of joining a, a team that only had two players left. So you got to think about um, 
you know, the, just the just the willingness to to want to rebuild and create something that's that will leave a legacy forever. And you know, just Co- Coach Jerome Tang is a different type of coach that you don't come across very often. Um, and he has built a, a phenomenal coaching staff with, you know, down to the nutritionists all the way to yeah. Phil Byers to associate head coach uh, Eric Maligi. So. He's done a tremendous job with adding different pieces uh, to the puzzle for us to, you know, win games and, you know, be that Baylor and Kansas type uh, team. And you guys have a, a very deep staff. One of the things I noticed, he already got five grad assistants now in yes. place. And my understanding is he coaches up those grad assistants to work with you guys extra in the gym. Is that correct? I mean, how has that gone? What, what have you seen there? Oh, yeah. Our GAs are, like, the best Top GAs. Nice. Yeah, the best GAs in college basketball, for sure. Because like, they, they stay there. They, not to cut you nah, off, yeah, my yeah. bad. They they stay, they wake up probably 6 in the morning, uh, stay in the gym from 6 a.m. to probably 12 at night. Yeah, and they real. do it over and over again, Monday yeah. through Sunday. So there's really no days off whenever you walk into that to that gym or that practice facility. And they... From from top to bottom, they they're hard workers. You know, we got guys like JC who came from Toronto, Canada. We got Curtis Kelly, uh, Jay Hart, uh, Brandon. All them guys really want to get better and develop, and yeah. you know, Matt eventually, Parker. Matt Parker. They they want to be head coaches one day, so they are taking a their GA jobs really seriously when it yeah. comes to us. So. Well, you know, I got I got to ask about my guy Jareem because his his <laughs> IG man is pretty uh is pretty oh, fun all right so like is there a is there a coach out there in the country who's got a better IG than oh, Jareem Dallas no, no not at all not, not at, all. at all well what is he like as a coach tell me about what what the relationship's like with Jareem he's funny just like what you see on uh on Instagram yeah. and stuff that's, that's exactly him. how he is exactly him he's, he's him he's unapologetically him um he's gonna love on you he's gonna be hard on you he's gonna coach you hard at the end of the day, you know it's all love. So he's he's really funny when it comes to being in practice with him. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, speaking of Dream's IG, I think I saw <laughs> uh, I think I saw about a month or two ago you guys doing some uh, some karaoke in the basement of one of the coaches' house. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. saw some of you guys really rocking out. Who's the well, first of all? It seems like the atmosphere, the culture you guys are. You spoke to it being really close, but. Uh, speak to some of these get-togethers you guys have, and I'll ask a fun one. Who, who's the best karaoke guy on the team? And could you could you rap out some lyrics for us here on the spot? Uh, <laughs> that would that may have been a step too far. Listen, all right, I'm, all I'm right. okay with asking who the best. All right, karaoke. I'm sorry. You got to ease them in. Well, that. yeah, that's my bad. But you know. know what? I saw. I thought Naquan looked like he might have been. Naquan, you know, Naquan was definitely yeah. one of the best that that put on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had probably had the best performance. Him which, and which was him what? And Austin Carr. Uh, what did I do? I did uh, was that Candy Rain? Candy Rain. Candy okay. Rain. Yeah, Candy Rain. I think that's what Soul for Soul. And Jarrell. Yeah, me and Jarrell, we did that song. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, well, we got like we got like half of a lyric there, Cole. I think that probably counts. Yeah. yeah. We got we got like yeah. half a lyric. Uh, how did how did Coach Tang do? I don't even remember if I did. did I he did Coach good. Tang? He did good. He he did like a tribute to his wife. Yeah. Okay. Smart. Very nice. Yeah. That is that is <laughs> smart play. That is very smart. Um, all right. We're about to watch a, a football game tonight. Who are you guys tight with some of the football players? Like who who do you have the, the best relationship with on the football team? Uh for me it's probably uh Julius Brents, Philip Brooks, okay. uh Felix. I'm pretty cool with Felix and Duzvon. So those guys are really my guys. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think of tonight for the game? 
I think they're gonna be locked in. Um, you know, coming off that 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 loss, I feel like that they're uh, gonna really put on and and make a statement today. Um, that's my prediction. Uh, most definitely, I think they're gonna start the conference all right. I think uh, Cole, did you already ask him who would be the best football player? Yeah, who would be the best football player? How do you guys? On our team? Yeah. yeah. Probably me. <laughs> I mean, it's 16. All you got to do back. is just, just lob the ball up in the end zone, man. That's it. Yeah. Go up and get it. I mean, I saw him running a post route on the football field and uh, 6'10", just galloping down the field. I mean, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marquise yeah, like, said he'd be a running back? I'd be a running back. I'd be yeah. similar to Deuce. Well, I was going to say, you're like Deuce. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, as we kind of wrap up here, just anything else you guys want to tell the fans that are watching here about the, the upcoming season? Uh, thank you for all your support. Come out. Um, we would love to have you. Y'all make a really huge difference when, when we see y'all in Bramlage and on the road. Um, y'all give us all the energy that we need in order to perform. So Most definitely. Continue to keep supporting. Love that. Guys, really appreciate the time and, and coming to hang out with us. Thank Again, you. get out to Bramlage this year. Support thank these you. guys. Thank you so much for coming, and uh, we can't wait to watch you play, man. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We appreciate you. Naquan Tomlin, Marquise Noel joining us here on 3 Mile Live from Tanner's. Awesome stuff with them. Really appreciate that. And, uh, man, I'm I'm fired up. I know we got a football game against Oklahoma coming up here, but just getting to be around these guys more, like you said, Cole, you asked them a couple of times about the the culture of the team. Like, it's just – it's so apparent. Like, we we have seen – not only was half the team basically here when we came in, but now more of the team has showed up, like different guys have come in and out. Like the all of these guys want to come and support each other here, which I know that seems maybe trivial, but to me that that really does resonate, especially after, I mean, you know, there was just a lot of drama towards the end of, yeah. of last season. It's just so refreshing to see. Right it, it stands out. I mean, the, the locker room looks just seems to be incredibly close. I mean, you don't see this often. I mean, now we got, Ish Masood over here. We, we've had eight or nine of the players on the team that have showed up. Six of them came in together earlier and, and showed up bright and early. And the, the guys was really special. Marquise and Naquan, as soon as we asked them to do this, they jumped on it right away. They yeah. were excited to engage with the fans. When we put it out on social media that they were going to come on with us, there was energy. All the coaching staff was tweeting it out too. They want to promote their guys. They want to promote these players. And the culture, it, it just seems special. It seems like the locker room is incredibly close. That's what, and I mean, to be fair, we get more of a glimpse of it with Dream Dowling's Instagram now, right? I mean, yeah. he, he creates that image, you know, and it's not fake, obviously, but you get a, more of a glimpse into the program and what's going on. And these guys are together all the time on Saturday nights, hanging out with the coaches, having team dinners. I mean, that stuff matters. You got to like each other. You got to have a tight knit locker room, especially when you battle adversity. And, and these guys seem to have that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Jareem, I think the point about Jareem is really salient, too, because there is a part of that 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 helps you in just building a brand and recruiting and being accessible and letting the fans in. It just it helps everything that they've done. Let's take it from the fan base standpoint first. Everything that they've done has been to, like, galvanize the fan base together, whether it's Tang going out and doing the sitting on a couch on campus uh, or going and literally being in the front row of the student section of football games, the Wabash, and what he's what he's done with the chant already. I mean, doing that, letting the fans see when you're out on the road doing cool things, whether it's recruiting or being in, you know, box seats at a Suns game, like whatever. Jareem just lets you in on some of that stuff, and I, I think that just goes a long way. I mean, you have any doubt Bramlage is going to be 
filled up the first time these guys nah, head out there on the I, floor? I, I think it's going to be the most filled up for a non-con game that we've seen that season opener. You know, that that first non-con game, usually against a, a no-name opponent, doesn't be not a big draw. But I think I, – I know I'm going to try to get there for it. Yeah, for Kansas I will City. too. I yes. mean, like, K-State fans, like, I know because I feel like the fan base is much more galvanized now too. I mean, we talk about how tight the culture is. It's refreshing to see the fan base all pulling in the same direction now as well. They, everything that Jerome Tang has done, like you just said, engaging with the fans, the students. He has made it a point of emphasis to engage with the student body. And he knows it starts there. The atmosphere in Bramwich starts with the students and ends with the students. And he could not have done a better job of engaging with every game. I mean, we don't need to talk about the chant as well, but that just shows you how well he relates to them. Yeah. That he, he killed that off in two weeks, essentially, just by the way he relates to them and jumping in the student section. And so, no, I, I think Bramlage is going to be a lights-out atmosphere this year, especially if they get off to a great start. I'm not, yeah. It's the most excited I have been for a K-State basketball season. Like, I, I was almost more excited. This offseason, we talked more hoops at one point than we did yeah. football. Like, we w- we could not get enough of Jerome Tang and the staff, and then you add Keontae Johnson into the mix, and it just it just builds, man. I, I think they're going to be a good team. I, I-, I think – it's a team that's going to get to the NCAA tournament. I mean, you look at Naquan Tomlin there. Dude, I'm telling you, Na- Naquan Tomlin looks every bit of 6'10". Yeah. I mean, uh, and well put together. I oh, I, I mean, I'm, see these guys I'm almost 6'4". I'm 6'3 and a half, and he towers over me. And, man, I don't want to, like it – was, it was a K-State basketball camp with kids, but I took my five-year-old Brody to that and watched Naquan just handle the basketball and shoot the ball, like, out there with the kids. He looks like a guard. I mean, he's got guard skills. Like, he does look like an NBA talent. Who's the Texas Tech kid? I always forget his name. That is, like, the comp that we've heard for him. Jared Culver? Is that Culver. It? I keep wanting to say Culver. Culver. Jared yeah, Culver but he's Texas got Tech, who was, like, 6'7". Wasn't he? Was he Big 12 Player of the Year? Yep. He was a lottery pick. Big 12 pick. Player of the Year. Lottery pick, yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that is, that is I, I can understand why that has been the comparison. Uh, I mean, look, here we are on the, the, night, the night of the OUK State football game. We're wanting to talk hoops, right? I'm talking to – I mean, I was look. I, you told me I need to be more positive, so I'm trying to, you know, steer the conversation much more toward basketball. We thank Naquan Tomlin and Marquise Noel for joining us on Saturday, uh, and a lot of the players that came down. Ish Masood came down, Tyke Green, Dorian Finister, uh, Anthony Thomas, the junior college transfer that arrived uh, a few weeks ago. He was also there. Jarrell Colbert was there as well. Uh, we're grateful that uh, Marquise Noel and Tomlin were able to jump on with us. And they were, they were so cool and uh, excited to do this. And the, the coaching staff was excited to promote their guys uh, and all tweeted out them coming on with us. So it was, it was neat to see uh, these guys get out to support them, buy your tickets. This is going to be a really fun year. Um, I think this is an NCAA tournament team. So once again, thank you to the men's basketball staff, the coaches. They've been incredible to deal with. Um, Naquan Tomlin and Marquise Noel for jumping on with us. That'll do it for another three mall pod. We'll get back to, to football coverage now, uh, but wanted to drop in a basketball episode for Derek Young. I'm Cole Manbeck signing off for another three mall. <laughs>